0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, root, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the next Best Picture podcast and this is our review of The Conjuring. Right, it's 918, we're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But
1: we
2: prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren.
3: There's someone here that would like to talk to you.
2: There's something horrible happening in my house.
0: November 1st, 1971, I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. Are you picking up anything in here, hon?
2: Something awful happened
0: here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time.
1: You have a
2: lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. That's not gonna help. This thing has latched itself to your family.
3: Father, we never seen nothing like
0: this. I'm coming with you. No Please. way. I can't lose you.
2: There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. She's standing in front of my mom's bed. <laughs> See
1: him? Yeah. And the music stops. You see him in the mirror, standing behind
0: you. All right, everybody. You were just listening to the trailer for *The Conjuring*, and the story is as follows: In 1970, paranormal investigators and demonologists Lorraine and Ed Warren are summoned to the home of Caroline and Roger. Perrin. The Perrins and their five daughters have recently moved into a secluded farmhouse where a supernatural presence has made itself known. Though the manifestations are relatively benign at first, events soon escalate in horrifying fashion, especially after the Warrens discover the house's macabre history. The film is starring Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Ron Livingston, and Lily Taylor. It is directed by James Wan. And written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes. Here to join me to, today for this throwback review, I have Cody Derricks.
2: Ooh, I wasn't sure what I was gonna say, and a, a spooky <laughs> ghost popped out. Of my mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also we have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. All right, everyone. So this is The Conjuring, regarded by many as one of the modern day horror masterpieces. I don't know, debatable? It has certainly spawned a very successful franchise since its release in 2013, One which uh, we just had a sequel for actually this year, uh, which we reviewed here on the podcast. But we are going back in time right now to review this film because James Wan has another new horror film coming out this year. He didn't direct the latest Conjuring sequel. Instead, he has Malignant coming out in theaters this weekend. So we are revisiting The Conjuring to see where all of this obsessive stuff with James Wan and the horror genre began because... Like I said, he's been kind of heralded as a new modern master of the genre by many. And I want to dissect what makes The Conjuring so unique, why it spawned this franchise, how do we feel about it today, eight years later? I want to start us off first with our resident horror expert here, Cody Derricks. Cody, what do you think of The Conjuring?
2: Oh, I wear the crown happily. Um, So I remember seeing <laughs> The Conjuring in theaters when it came out, because, you know, you're, I was by law obligated to. And it really struck me. Uh I remember being kind of really just excited by the spooky retro vibe of it. I can specifically remember the moment that the opening scroll comes on. You know, the 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 shot of Ed and Lorraine freezes, turns to black and white, and then the very seventies style uh, like Prerequisite exposition scroll pops up, and I was like, You, you can say Star Wars, it's okay. Well, it's it's more Amityville horror or something. I think the uh, I'm thinking of like the Omen. I don't know if these even necessarily have scrolls like that, but it just is very much of a time and place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just really keyed me into the fact that James Wan really knows what he's doing and he's gonna <laughs> take us on this retro ride and he has an appreciation for. Um, The genre and specifically the time period that the genre takes place in, you know, he uses a lot of specific camera movements and um, even like editing styles that call to mind 70s horror. And I really appreciate that care and attention to detail while still making a really scary movie (laughs) like I'm sure like most audiences wouldn't even recognize the uh specific kind of pastiches and homages he was going for but it still obviously worked on audiences because yeah like you said Matt we're still getting uh to varying degrees of success sequels and spin-offs to this day yep completely
1: our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too
0: How about yourself? What do you think of The Conjuring?
3: Um, Well, you know, I remember watching this movie back in 2013 for the first time and thinking that it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't quite go in on sort of the hyperbole of a lot of other people, but I thought it was a good movie. And throughout the years since that came out, we've gotten a lot of sequels and spinoffs. And I have to admit, those have not really been Uh, as pleasurable to me. I kind of feel like this whole franchise has been subjected to diminishing returns, but because of that, it made me really interested to kind of revisit this first movie after so much time and see what my opinion of it would be now, and I still think that it's a very well-done movie, and I think it really comes down to uh, the direction. I think that James Wan is a really keen storyteller when it comes to crafting these very like, uh, stylized horror movies, but still have a focus on the characters. And I think that's that combination really works to the advantage of this film. I think that, ironically, the weaker parts for me are the Warrens in this movie, at least when it becomes more about like their personal lives. And I think every the the next two movies get even worse with this. But fortunately, it's more minimal here but i think that part is sort of the weakest section and i also think the third act kind of goes off the rails a little bit in a way that doesn't work for me entirely but overall i think it's a really entertaining suspenseful horror movie that maybe i don't think is like one of the best movies of that particular year but i still have a lot of fun watching it and i think it's very very enjoyable
0: Yeah, I understand why this movie is well-liked by a lot of people. For myself, my favorite horror movie of all time is actually The Exorcist. And watching this movie and seeing that it is a uh, film that deals with an exorcism, I'm kind of awestruck by the fact that I've seen this movie three times, and all three times it doesn't scare me the same way that the original exorcist still manages to do to this day i mean this movie doesn't even have uh visual effects work or anything it's you know shot in a manner that is also very grounded and feels like it could be authentic and real the same way that the exorcist was but maybe it's the character work that is spent on uh the exorcist where I have a more emotional attachment to that film than I do here because I agree with you, Josh. Uh, everything dealing with the Warrens is extremely problematic to me. And that is something that has always uh, been there in these movies that has continued on in the sequels as well. I will say the one thing that I do like about The Conjuring is that it does work very hard to convince its audience that everything that is happening in this movie is real. And that can be debated and disputed until the end of time. And in most cases, depending on who you believe, but, I mean, common factual wisdom here is that this is all bullshit. <laughs> you know? So I admire though that the movie is presenting the, the this, you know, real-life case, you know, with these real people and it does this in the beginning it also references it at the end as well with the photos and things of that nature so it does then give this hauntingly creepy vibe to it because now you all of a sudden especially if you have any kind of you know religious doubt believe in ghosts or anything where There's this contemplation of unknown, foreseeable evil forces that are out there. Could they possibly one day take over our minds and drive us crazy or cause us to hurt our loved ones because we heard voices in our heads? Whatever. This movie does, I think, a relatively good job of at least deceiving its audience into believing that it's all real.
2: Well... Even that in a way is an homage, you know, like a lot of the 70s horror was predicated on the idea of, wow, wasn't that scary? And guess what? It's a true story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Like, the Amityville uh, horror or Texas Chainsaw
2: Massacre. Exactly. The Omen to a degree was very much predicated on like, what if there was a baby that was the devil? And like it came out like around June 6th, you know, like so they, they really were there really was kind of a uh, like this, the, uh, demonologist fear of the seventies made real. Uh, so yeah, even that is kind of, you know, James Wan doing his homework.
0: Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt. This is a preview of our 2013 review of the conjuring here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full review. You will have to head on over to next best pictures, Patreon where for $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us, including the rest of this review. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.